Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Cooper? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. I know it's a day early, but I'm leaving for Florida tomorrow. And if you're coming here on Friday, look, the video's still here. It's okay. And guess what? We still have so much to get into, including one of the NBA's greatest players getting ejected from a game. The ref who actually threw him out just broke his silence and said why he threw him out and why he felt like Giannis Antetokounmpo deserved that ejection. We're also going to reveal a shocking surprise for Sir Cooper Neal, and he has no idea what the hell I'm talking about until right now. <laughs> I cannot wait oh, for no. that. That is going to be at the end. Make sure to tune in. Stick around for that. But first, Dylan Brooks faced LeBron James the first time since he was cooked in last year's playoffs. Cool. And um, we all know what he said before the game. Look, I'm going to lock him up. LeBron's been shooting the ball well. We'll see. LeBron took the high road and said, you know, Dylan deserved that contract. We're just trying to get our first win on the road as a Lakers team. Well, the Lakers team did not get that first road (laughs) win. Rockets won by 34 in this one. Brooks had just five points in 26 minutes, but he did lock up LeBron. James had 18 points on seven of 13 from the field. Uh, A couple plays that went viral. Braun bullied him underneath, got a layup at the very next play. Dylan got the stop and was screaming in his face. They they saw each other um, staring down. They're kind of staring down each other at the free throw line, as you see right there. Now I have it up on screen. And then Dylan in pregame warm-ups was just looking at the Lakers sideline hilariously. But outside of that, this was really not that entertaining of a game, no. Coop. Uh, my focus, of course, turned to the Lakers. They're now 3-5, three and three-game losing streak. L.A. has yet to win a game on the road, resulting in all five of their losses. They also made some type of history, Coop, but not the good kind. In every Lakers game this season, they've made fewer threes than their opponent and shot a worse percentage from three than their opponent. They're the first team in NBA history to do that in each of the first eight games of the season. They're last in the NBA at 29% from three. Coop, a question you ask me all the time, should we relax or panic on your favorite team, LA Lakers? Um, Honestly, I'm panicking more or less just because – Rui Hachimura had a decent game this game. Uh huh. He's been radio silent the whole year. Austin Reeves has not been doing much this entire season. Anthony Davis injury, TBD. I really don't know much on that. Jared Vanderbilt has not played. Jared Vanderbilt. Like, there's just so many things, and it's not looking good. Yeah. They they can't win on the road. Um, LeBron's having to play an extreme amount of minutes, which isn't going to bode well down the road. I'm panicking. <laughs> but I'm always panicking on this team. Oh, I know you are. They're bums. <laughs> so glad that they're down there I, in the bottom 15 with uh, the Grizzlies. I sarcastically said your favorite team. We all know it's your least favorite team. <laughs> but honestly, this reminds me of the Warriors of last year. Steph Curry and the Warriors started terribly on the road. I believe they ended up at 11 on, eleven and 30 on the year. And those Steph Curryless minutes, they were terrible. They lost. They were massive minus. They're the same way without LeBron James on the court this season. Um, as you said, AD's fighting injuries. Last-minute scratch last night against the Houston Rockets. Uh, Reeves has been terrible since he got that bag. Jared Vanderbilt has yet to play a game. And Gabe Vincent is now out. Brian Windhorst was saying earlier today that uh, they missed Dennis Schroeder and they replaced him with Gabe Vincent. I think Vincent will eventually be an upgrade. I'm going to relax on this team just because of all the reasons I just named. And, um, hold on, best – okay, yeah, the best team in the West this time last year was the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Best team in December was the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm, I'm, I'm really relaxing on this team. Yeah, he reminds me of that daily because uh, 
I'm always down and out about the Grizzlies being just as bad as they are. And he's like, well, Coop, last year the Jazz were number one. Yeah. So, a lot of ball game left. And at the end of the day, we're, what, seven, eight games in for mm-hmm. most of these teams? We'll be fine. They'll be fine. I mean, this team started out 2-10 and ten and somehow made it to the conference finals. Like, for sure. In that sense, don't panic. But, like, you're still banking on an almost 40-year-old mm-hmm. man to, like, take yeah. you to the promised land over and over again. Like, that's just going to eventually In November, you know, yeah. it's tough. That's tough. It is tough. Uh, I teased a little bit in the opener about Giannis's ejection last night. I feel like a lot of people, including us, we weren't watching the game because we had a ton of them on all 30 teams in the NBA played last night. Um, but we did see that viral video of Giannis dunking, kind of flexing a little bit on Isaiah Stewart and immediately getting thrown out. Just watching that clip, I thought it was just an automatic ejection from that. Yeah. I did not know that was his second technical of the night. Okay. The um, head chief referee of this game, his name's Rodney Mott. And, of course, reporters rushed to a referee after the game. Like, hey, why did that elicit a second technical foul? And Mott said this. The first one was in the second quarter for using profanity at an official. Probably cussed out the ref. Okay, that's warranted of a technical. Then he added the second was an unsportsmanlike taunting foul. Results in an automatic tech. It wasn't a double technical. And just, you know, two of those, it results in an ejection. I can see, but I don't. I hate that taunting foul. I don't think the referee made that decision. I think the NBA made that decision. They want to cut that on the game of basketball. Yeah. Uh, but that's what he said. Uh, Giannis tweeted out a three-word message saying, great team win. Dame had kind of reacted to it after the game. He said it was character building. It was bad call on Giannis. So. Yeah, uh, it was a garbage call. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They, it's weird because they called that taunting call mm-hmm. very rarely, right? And then it always seems to absolutely come at the worst time ever. Like this time, he somehow already has a tech, and you're going to call that now. Yeah. Um, Giannis is a bold man, though. Going to beef stew. Yeah, is I know. An interesting, interesting tactic, Giannis. I mean, yeah. LeBron didn't fare too well in that matchup and last time. For us, bro. I mean, it's fresh on our mind. We explained it to your girlfriend a couple nights ago. <laughs> Pulled up the video. I was like, damn, he did have blood rushing down his face. Gushing. As Isaiah Stewart was yeah. charging LeBron. Um, flexing on Bron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Beast 2 is the guy I'm flexing on. Flexing on Beast 2. But, Tough yeah, it's sure. pitiful. I'm sorry. If NFL and, and college football have finally gotten to the point where they're like, they'll let these guys celebrate a touchdown because we see all these dances, we see all these – turnovers where they run down to the other end zone and they do their dances. Like, if the NFL laxes on that, give up on the taunting call. Like, if it's if it's clear, like, in a game, like, they're clearly just going at this dude, taunting him after mm-hmm. every single play is made, sure, intervene. Yep. This was this was a dunk on somebody. Let them have their moment. Yeah, and if you and I could dunk, I think you and I would oh, do the same thing. I would, I'd do worse things if I yeah. dunked on somebody. You're, I, I remember, like, the Shaq – where he turned around on this white center from the Knicks in the 90s, turned around, crammed on him, and just shoved him off. Yeah. Him. It was just hilarious. That's that's the type of stuff yeah, I Yeah, I think if I could dunk, I think yeah. I would do that one. What was that dude's name? I see that video all the time, that uh, dunk, uh, Shaq's dunk. His uh, highlight, that's the yeah. first one in every yeah, highlight so reel, is awesome. the dude chunking the ball right back in his uh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, awesome. I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. He was, a white, he was a white center from the <laughs> 90s, early yeah. 2000s. It is Friday, so that means I have my top five NBA power rank- rankings for the week, and that also means from here on out, Cooper has an Eastern and Western Conference Player of the Week. Let's do the power rankings, and then Cooper will give you his yeah, players. Nice. I had a lot of movement this week, bro. I had a lot of movement. I had the Celtics at two last week. They fell all the way to five. Two straight losses against the T-Wolves. Uh, or against the T-Wolves and the um, 76ers. 76ers last night. 
Nuggets are number one at eight and one. They had a big win over the Warriors last night without Jamal Murray. The yep. 76ers are number two at six and one. Maxi and Har- or Maxi and uh, Embiid are giving me big Jokic and Murray vibes. That two man game is just elect- electric. Awesome. And I think Tyrese Maxi does not have to be the star that James Harden was. Maxi just has to be the Jalen Brown to Embiid. He just has to be the kind of uh, Jamal Murray to Embiid. He doesn't need to be something that he's not. Yeah. Maxi has done that thus far. The Mavericks at 6-2 and two have elevated to 3. And the Minnesota Timberwolves have the number one defense in the entire NBA. They beat two undefeated teams this past week. They knocked off the Nuggets, handed them their first loss and only loss, and knocked off the Boston Celtics, handing them their first loss. So I had to show some respect to Minnesota. And like I said, Celtics fall 2-5. How do you feel about that? Any snubs? Honestly, First week, I actually agree with the top five. Let go! Um, I, and, and honestly, I don't have it in front of me, but there's not even a team that comes to mind that I would put in this. In this, it didn't to either. I, I could only find like two person that was even worth snubbing. Yeah, Bucks are five and two, but they still look really disjointed. They almost yes. lost to Detroit last night. The Warriors are six and three, but just losing to the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, I can't put you in the top five yeah. this week. Um, I agree. I like that. Um, Let's get to your players. On to Maxi because he's not okay. in these players, but I do want to shout him out. He's, in my opinion, kind of playing better than Harden. I agree. Uh, he's dropping twenty five like it's nothing. It's making tough shot after tough shot, and then he's also like leading their team in assists. He's killing it. Yep. I mean, I, the last couple weeks he's had like twenty point double doubles, mm-hmm. which they they just look so much more of a team this year than I feel like they ever did. Kelly Oubre was a low key great signing. Yeah. Player. Would have that would have that could have easily been a uh, where he played. Yeah, <laughs> who he played I, for. I did not know who he played for, who he played for until you sent me the the highlights of their first game. I'm like, why is Kelly Oubre making like nine mm-hmm. threes in a basketball game? Like we're in the year 2023. Can we like <laughs> move on from Kelly Oubre? Right. But he's playing great. Tobias Harris is still there. I mean, this team looks poised to do big things. On to the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. It's Joel Embiid. Type, <laughs> it's yeah. Joel Embiid. Two and zero. Oh. They beat mm-hmm. Boston. They beat Washington. Averaging 37.5 points per game in those two games, a steal, two and a half blocks, five assists, 10 and a half rebounds, 60% from the field, 100% from free throws. And don't hear that and be like, oh, he probably only took like three. I'm pretty sure he took 20 plus and mm-hmm. he's 100% as a center. Um, he scored 29 points in a quarter against the Washington Wizards uh, in the third quarter in particular, which ties the fourth all time uh, for most points in a quarter. And then obviously it's the most points in a quarter this season. What is there to say? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's dominant. You beat this best team in the East. If you play fantasy basketball, he is a darling right now. Oh, he's killing it. Oh, I mean, he's just unstoppable. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I think the only fear people had with the Harden debacle was if Tyrese Maxey couldn't take over. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey's taking over, and Joel Embiid's still leading the league in points. Yep. So, like, there's no drop-off here. I honestly think they're a better ball club. They have the wing depth now with that trade of getting Harden. I like the 76ers a lot. A lot. And with the way the Bucks look, and they've already beat the Celtics, I mean, we could be looking at a team that's ready to take that step to be that one seed. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say that yet, but they're in the conversation now, in my opinion. I didn't sure. think they were. I thought it was a 1A, 1B. I think it's 1A, 1B, 1C mm-hmm. um, with them involved. I have to do honorable mentions, so I'm going to quickly shout out Kyle Kuzma and LaMelo Ball, your boy LaMelo Ball. Kuzma was 1A, 1 this week. Uh, 30 and a half points per game, four assists, seven and a half rebounds, 57, uh, 50, uh, so 57 field goal and 50 from the three point line. 
obviously that that's awesome. His one loss was to the 76ers, so you can't fault him there. But his one win was to the Hornets, mm-hmm. which is why LaMelo was not the player of the week. He's 0-2, but 32 points per game, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, a steal, 53% from the field, and 42 from three-point line. LaMelo's coming on. He is. You called he this is. one. You said he's going to be an all-star, and he's on his way. Yeah, his team's going to get a lot better if he wants to do that. They're falling to 2-5. and five. Um Struggling, struggling, struggling with Terry Rozier out. Yeah. Gordon Hayward doesn't look like Gordon Hayward. Uh, Lamelo's out there by himself, doing everything he can, and it's just not enough at this point. Uh, hopefully, he can continue to shoot the ball better. You knew those averages were going to even out. Yeah. But I just feel bad that he's on a team that is so incapable. Mark Mark Williams has been good. I don't know why this team ever hired Steve Clifford. <laughs> he couldn't win in Orlando. So Thanks. what makes you think he could win? In Charlotte, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, Lamelo, thirty-point triple double on Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks. Damn near got a thirty-point triple double last night against uh, in their loss against the Wizards. Yep. And that stop against Tyrese Halliburton last Saturday. It was he's had a good week for sure. Facts. Um, On to my Western Conference Player of the Weeks, and that is just false. It's co-Western Conference Player of the Week for me. Oh, um, SGA and Ant. Um, both of these teams went 2-0, SGA with wins over Atlanta and Cleveland, and then Ant with wins over Boston and the Pelicans. Um, Ant, 32 points, 7.5 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, 53% from the field. Ant looked awesome. I mean, when that, that takeover in Boston, no words. I'm so happy we have three TVs because on the third TV <laughs> we have that Timberwolves Celtics. Yes. And that final <laughs> – Two-minute stretch plus overtime was something I'd never seen from him. Pulling up over Jason Tatum, turnaround shots over Jalen Brown. Unbelievable week yeah. for Anthony Edwards. And Shea just keeps winning. Oh, yeah. Under, or I believe, fourth or fifth in the West right now. Uh, I love everything I'm seeing from Shea. Facts. And Shea was 36.5 points per game this, in these two games. Six assists, seven and a half rebounds, half a block, a steal and a half. Mm-hmm. 62% from the field, 44 from three, 89. So almost 60, 40, 90. That's what, Shea's awesome. That's what stands out about Shea. It's the efficiency. 62% yes. from the field through two games. Well, last year, he was over 50% on yeah. On 30-point-per-game guards, you usually don't see 50% from the field, Facts. which is awesome. Um, and I did want to mention Steph Curry. I don't have his stats in front of me, but I was looking at his things. They had a side-by-side from the year that he was the unanimous MVP mm-hmm. and his start to this year. Yep. He's starting better than he did that year. Yep. So I would just like to point that out. Wardell, Stephen Curry is doing some crazy things out there. But obviously, awesome. if you noticed, I had the – Players of the Weeks were the teams that were undefeated at this moment. Obviously, Friday, we got some in-season tournament games coming, so we'll see if they continue. But those are the guys to keep a watch out on as my Players of the Week. I'm here for that. I love it, man. Let me make sure. I don't think I have any other basketball news before we get into Guess That Game. Forgot to tease that, unfortunately. But, you know, it's Friday. We're playing they Guess know, That they Game. They know it's here. They, they, they know, know we're playing Guess we, That they've Game. They've been here for 11 weeks now. I got nothing else. You want to slide into the NFL oh, news? Oh, show. Guess so we got that one team. Surprise still coming, by the way. All right, go ahead. I know, and I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Did you not hear my, my – I was getting choked up over here. I was like, <laughs> yeah. got so nervous. Get, uh, but on to guess that game. Jack, we got quite a few this week. It's, it's a solid NFL week. Matched yeah. with a solid NBA Friday night. Matched with a solid college football Saturday mm-hmm. night. Oh, it's just oh, – we're in that time of the year. Beautiful. Time of the year. Mm-hmm. First game. 13th meeting all time. Wait, Jack Harlow dropping a song tomorrow? Look at him. And Chris Brown dropping a song this Saturday. <laughs> dropping an album. Chris Brown. Chris Breezy. Chris Breezy. I woke up, Chris Breezy. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm the man. Sorry, go ahead. Got a minor concert. That was free. That was free gratis. The paid paid one's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I should have to pay people to listen to that, honestly. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, all right, first one. 13th meeting all time, 7-5 and five overall record. 
which means it is cross-conference. I'll, I'll let you get your I'm, stuff pulled up. All right, all right get them there. Cross-conference? Uh, Cross-conference. One team looks to keep a firm grip on their division while the other one is bouncing back from a tough start. Um, the NFC team is hoping this cross-conference matchup goes a little bit better than the one from a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And these are two Lions of the more Chargers? high-powered offenses. Yes, sir. Good game. Yes, sir. And it's improved defenses. I think both of these teams, you look at them, you're like, oh, it's offense only. Chargers defense last week practically saved my fantasy, uh, my yeah. fantasy score, um, and they've been oh sacking my God, everyone. That was so funny. I just want to tell that story. One yeah, time. the fact that you and I were the only yeah, two watching was, that game. Okay, so how much were you down by? <laughs> so, I was down. I think thirteen. He had Keenan Allen. I had the Chargers defense. Okay, Coop is going into Monday. Fantasy players, you know this. Monday, there's one game left on the schedule, and usually you have one or two players left. Yep. Keenan Allen's been a top five fantasy receiver all season long. And the Chargers' defense have been whatever. Yeah. So, Cooper's down by 13 and has Chargers' defense, and he's playing Keenan Allen. Cooper's like, there's no effing shot. Yeah, there's no way. I'm relaxed. Like, the first several plays of the game, like strip sack, pick – was it a pick six? Uh, It was a punt return for a touchdown. They gave the ball right back, immediately strip sacked him, and I'm like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. And then it's 30-6, to six, I believe, that was a final. And with two minutes left, Coop and I are on the couch locked the hell in. I was in. standing up. I was, I was up. Yes. And then they had a – was it a they, interception? No, fourth and goal, and he stopped him on the one-yard line. Oh, I knew that, but I'm talking about – that was before that. I'm talking about the they had, that put you up. So they had eight sacks and I think three fumbles. I know, but it was a oh, fourth it was quarter a fumble. play. Yeah, yeah he it, it was a fumble, and, and they ran it back, ran to, it back to the one-yard line, and Cooper's like, why didn't they score? I would have yeah. won. But he ended up being – up by point two, Zach Wilson drives all the way down the field. Stop on the one. Stop on fourth and goal. Shout out to that. Because I would have been really sad if I lost to the worst team in the league. But uh, That would have been tough. It is what it is. Uh, we've and not li- been putting up points in fantasy, sadly. So I just want to shout me out, dude. I'm such a good friend for having Keenan Allen on my team. But securing the dub, I was cheering against Keenan Allen cheering. Monday night. I know. I know. I just for my boy Keenan. Even though, hey, shout out to Keenan Allen. Though, that catch that he had to like become the Chargers all-time leader in tough. yards or whatever. Tough. Wow. He's insane. So, Lions at Chargers, I think, is going to be an awesome game. Obviously, hopefully the Lions don't play the way they played against the Ravens. But I think the Chargers' defense, even though they played the Jets, they've been sacking people at will mm-hmm. recently. So, keep that in mind. Next game. 14th meeting all time. It is not cross-conference, though. 8-5 mm. and five record. Two of the better young quarterbacks, including one coming off a record-breaking day. Well, Texans, Bengals, well, Texans, Bengals. Both are obviously looking to continue uh, trying to get a win in their division, if not the wild card. Um, Texans have been much better than anticipated. Um, obviously, C.J. Stroud having the day he had. I think I read a stat today that he has more passing touchdowns than the entire Giants team and the entire Jets team combined mm-hmm. um, in just that one game. <laughs> so, he's been playing awesome. This defense is different, though. Uh, Bengals are hot. I think they're coming on a, what, four-game win streak right now yeah. or four- or five-game win streak. So, this is definitely a test for CJ. Um, I like the Bengals a little bit, but we'll see. We'll I see. do, too. I like the Bengals, too. Burroughs playing his best football. They've rattled off four straight, and they have a tough, tough schedule remaining, but hopefully they can get through it. They're playing their best at the right time. Facts. I totally agree. Next game, a little interdivision rivalry. 50th meeting all time. It's dominated 36-13 to 13 by the home team. Two of the best and most dominant defenses in football right now. And I think the home team is the hottest football team in football right now. Cleveland, Baltimore, He knows what it is. I think this game is wildly underrated. Uh, 
Last week, I understand the Browns played the Cardinals, but I think they got some offensive rhythm going with Deshaun, yes. which is huge because mm-hmm. Deshaun has not looked Houston Texans Deshaun since he's been at the Browns. I think them playing that team going into this game is huge. 100%. That defense posted a shutout. Nobody's doubting these defenses. It's going to be a matter of which offense shows up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait to watch that game. And Baltimore, that's another team that's rattled off four straight. They're up to 7-2. and two. A lot of people crowning them as the best team in the AFC. You and I, we're not ready to do that just yet. Um, but, you know, we'll see. They're definitely we'll see the happens. hottest. I, yeah. I think I'd have to say they're the hottest team. And one of their now, losses but. is at Cleveland, and the other one is Indianapolis at home. So this is a very losable game for the Baltimore Ravens, too. For sure, for sure. Next game, seventh meeting all time. we got another cross-conference mm-hmm. uh, matchup. Two of the top teams from each of their conference looking to come out in their from their bye weeks hot. One team is looking to get back on track after losing their division lead, while the other is trying to maintain it with their division catching fire with some young quarterbacks. Well, 49ers-Jags, well, 49ers, actually. 49ers-Jags. I have absolutely no clue what to expect in this game. Like, I don't I, either. I sat there trying to think about what I was going to say, but I'm just like, the Jags have looked dominant, and then they haven't. <laughs> yeah. And then the 49ers were dominant and then been have lost three straight. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers, as you said, lost three straight. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is the lit- litmus test yeah. for them. We don't know how good they really are. They've had a soft schedule and have a soft schedule remaining after this tough-ass game. They get San Francisco at home. And if Brock Purdy drops four in a row, it's going to get very loud for it him. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars are trying to prove to the NFL, hey, we're not a fluky team from last season. I know we're 6-2, and two, but we're still not getting the deserve that or the respect that yeah. they deserve. So, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of fun matchups in this one. I can't wait to watch. Travis Etienne versus Christian McCaffrey, too. Came with the litmus test. I love that. Yeah, that was much better than what I would have thought of. I love that. Uh, 49ers, Jags. All right, <laughs> next game. This is the game that Jack's going to have on our big screen if he was here. Um Oh, I will be, yeah. I don't even have to say it. Do you uh, already know it? I just all want right. you to finish. 13th meeting all time. Yeah. It is dominated by the away team. 10-2 and two record uh, for them. Both teams are looking to get back on track and make wild card slash division push- pushes. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively led teams, despite one of these teams seeding the most passing yards the past like three or four weeks in the NFL. Behind the Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, oh, yeah. And I made sure in all caps, two of Jack's favorite QBs. Face off. Will Levis has finally been named the starter. Jack already knows what this game Titans, is. Titans, Buccaneers, and I was as I was looking at the schedule and I was just waiting for you to, you know, throw this and to guess that game. I was Ooh, like, you know what? I could fr- oh, I was gonna mention it, don't you worry. I'm just gonna throw my feet up and I don't even care who wins. Uh-huh. Titans lose, then they get a better draft pick. Buccaneers win. I get to come on here Monday and by the way, doing it on the we'll talk about that Yeah, later. no, you're uh, right. Monday and brag about Baker Mayfield and his dominance that has happened this year. <laughs> Baker has not been the reason the Buccaneers are 3-5 and five and they've dropped three straight. But the Titans, defense. they named Will Levis the starter over Ryan Tannehill. Does he deserve it? Does he get back on track with DeAndre Hopkins? We shall see in Tampa. 12 o'clock Sunday. Hey, all jokes aside, C.J. Stroud just had a record-breaking day against this defense. So, like, yeah. Will Levis, I know you. your game one was awesome, game two – couldn't really score a touchdown, but I don't blame you for that loss as much as I do some of the play calling that they were giving you. Yeah. And you're playing one of the better defenses. This passing defense for the Bucks is garbage. Yep. Go out there and show them what you made of. Yeah, for sure. Like, go out there and mm-hmm. silence the haters, a.k.a. me. It should be a pick game. I think. It's I a, agree. It's an it's a underrated matchup for the week. I think it's then that's precisely why it's on your Another underrated matchup, which also, this is my last one, mm-hmm. it has another one of your favorite quarterbacks. 
38th meeting all time between these two, 24 and 13 overall record. The last couple of meetings have been some incredible football games, including one of the most memorable moments and plays in playoff history back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And both of these teams are in serious contention for their divisions. Vikings Saints, little there Josh Jobs, first start at home for yeah. him. Excited to see that big time win. We you know, talked about it for a long time on Monday, literally getting plays drawn out. Hopefully he actually knows a playbook this time. Yeah, and, and maybe some players' names. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he gets to prep like a normal uh, week. The Saints, uh, as I've said, they're addicted to mediocrity. Yeah, especially, I mean, when your quarterback is literally mm-hmm. the definition of mediocrity yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to get. Justin Jefferson, he said, I, me personally – I don't think he's going to play again this season. He wants to get a contract. He wants to be healthy. Don't want yeah. to get re-injured. Uh, he got asked about his ankle. He's in that 21-day window of whether he's going to return or not off IR. My guess is he doesn't return. We'll see. Is Jordan Addison going to be able to go? Do you know? He's playing. Okay. He'll be there. Um, yeah, and they did activate the window, so he has 21, 21 days for Justin Jefferson. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't obviously play in those 21 days, he's on injury reserve for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. If Josh Dobbs finds a way to win, yeah. maybe this week, and we'll tough. see next week. I, mm-hmm. I could see Jettas being like, "All right, shit, let me yeah. get back out here and yeah. let's win us a let's win us a division." Because I, I mean, agree. the Lions, they're clearly beatable. I mm-hmm. mean, the Ravens absolutely spanked them on national TV, so they're not out of it. Yep. They're not out of it by any means. I it's agree. a close close division race, but that is guess that game NFL like this a week. A little NCAA football action too. You want me to hit off? I'll, I'll make you guess that game on some NCAA football. I can do it. All right, 46 meeting all time, 32-12-1 record for the home team. This is the first meeting since 2016. The home team hasn't lost in 36 straight regular season games, 26 in a row, like, since oh, this their the, last this loss. This is the Georgia game. This has serious playoff implications. I would like to mention, <laughs> in 2016, the last time Ole Miss faced Georgia, um, Georgia left there licking their wounds from the can of whoop-ass that Ole Miss unleashed. 45-14, <laughs> to 14, and yes, I know what you're thinking. You go online anywhere, you're going to see that Ole Miss had to seed that game. Well, I didn't. Ole Miss won 45-14, to 14, and I remember the game vividly. I can't even remember the quarterback's name, but he was garbage. Um, I, I told him right before we came on air, obviously I'm wearing my Ole Miss – my Ole Miss gear because I'm always going to represent. I'm, like, optimistic off of the team I've seen uh, each and every week. I mean, this team gave up 30 points to Vanderbilt. They played a tough game against uh, Missouri last week. Like, I'm optimistic in that sense. You're going to Athens on a Saturday night. They're the number two team in the nation for a reason. Yes, Ole Miss has had an incredible season. I just there's just no part of me that is confident enough to say that we can win this game. Like you have to play your best game ever. Uh, this is what I think. George's eleven point favorite. If I'm a betting man, I slam it on the Ole Miss side. I think I this is going to go down to the wire. Lane Kiffin, I think, has learned from his past mistakes. My thing with Lane going into this year, he has not won a big game. You're starting to see in November how big that early October. LSU win was in Oxford. That was his first big win. Big, big win, in yeah. my opinion. And he's not going to do what he did in Tuscaloosa two years ago, say get your popcorn ready and just you know go for it on every fourth down. Lane knows it's going to be a nicked up game. I don't think Georgia's an offense can hang up, hang with Ole Miss's offense. Yeah. Then again, Georgia's defense is not going to let Ole Miss go up and down the field. That's why I think it's going to be incredibly close. We'll see who's a closer. Jackson Dart's gotten a lot of love uh, – from Ole Miss fans and pretty much everybody that's paid attention to football. Except he'll, NFL people. But. He'll be in a whole nother <laughs> tier if he goes to Athens on Saturday night and yeah. beats Georgia. 
Look, Carson Beck. I mean, it's a little bit of pressure for the young yeah. kid. No, I mean, for without sure. Brock Bowers. Yeah, and I did read somewhere that they were saying that Brock Bowers is going to make a push to try and go for this game. If I'm him, you have the NFL waiting for you. I wouldn't worry about it. Hell no. But Jackson Dart, for all the jokes that you and I had last year, he has been clutch. Has I mean, been. this has been a team that. Sadly, they've forced me to like watch a bunch of close games, but when the offense is semi-gone stagnant and they just need a drive to either close the game out or go take the lead back to win the game, mm-hmm. it's like locked. Yeah. It's like wherever you put the ball and they snap it, they're scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that LSU game, we were down 10, and he just gets the ball back and immediately scores. Um, and then he comes to the sideline and he goes, dang it, we scored too fast. Like, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. He's sitting there like – He's thinking differently than he did the first year at Ole Miss. So I, I do love – I like our quarterback. Uh, I love Lane Kiffin, but Kirby Smart's won a couple of national championships, so I'm going to lean there. But So you know how I typically make these picks is I look at the quarterback and I look at the coach. It's even. Yep. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I'm optimistic if we can – if we can – play with them for a couple quarters, I'm, comp- I'm confident if it's a close game in that fourth quarter that Ole Miss can maybe come out. I agree but with that. But that's the only way. I agree with It that. has to be close in that fourth quarter. That. If they come out on us, it ain't going to be pretty. These last two, oh, I'll go through them real quick. 12th meeting all time. 6-5 and five record. The away team's on a four-game win streak. The last two meetings have been absolutely dominated by a margin of 128-48. to 48. And this could determine a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, obviously, these teams need a lot to happen uh, for their to win their side of the conference. But both teams having really stellar seasons. Um, you know what it is? I wanted to guess Michigan, uh, Penn State. But oh, it's no, not. no, no. I went right for your heartstrings. I'm uh, tugging at them. This was Tennessee-Missouri? Two, two thir- yeah. Y'all, Tennessee's dumb. won four straight? That's four straight a- against Missouri. Oh, and I thought you meant four straight in general. I was no, like, no, no. no. Tennessee's won four straight against Missouri, and the last oh, yeah. two games, they've both won them like 62-40. to 40, yeah, Or 62-24. Yeah. to 24. Mm-hmm. Like, they've absolutely massacred them. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking? I know you'll have way more ties to this game than yeah, I Yeah, Tennessee's one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm not touching this game. Missouri no, is – they played Georgia really well last week. I think they have an offensive lineman that's questionable. Hopefully that can uh, take care of itself. Go yeah. Tennessee's way a little bit. Joe Milton, you don't know. It's it's a dice roll with Tennessee this year. What team's going to show up? They're able to run the football against Missouri. They will win the game. But Jalen Wright and those big boys up front are going to have to run yeah. the football. And if they do, they win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did see that Luther Burden, the star wide receiver from Missouri, is either questionable or not playing in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, so that also bodes well. Yeah, um, sure. And it bodes well that this game's not at night, too. I think facts. 2.30 instead yes. of night at Missouri is a lot better. You saw Kentucky's not in the same tier as Tennessee, but you saw what a night game can do. A night game against Kentucky, it's you know, it's a nip-tuck one-score yeah. game. I mean, night games in the SEC is just different. Like, yeah. anywhere you go, it's just different. 100%. Um, but the Tennessee fan in you, I know, like, if you hear any college football coach banter, they're going to be like, oh, we never look towards the next week. But as a college football fan, we can. Um as a Tennessee fan, you've got to be excited that Georgia's had to go at Florida, home against Missouri, home against Ole Miss right before y'all. You've got to be thrilled about that because yeah. they're getting bruised. I mean, even if they win against Ole Miss, you're still sitting there and you're like, we've seen them play three tough tests in a row. Yeah. We and, have a lot of film to go And on. even if Tennessee drops this game, I feel good. I mean, that team has not lost in Neyland Stadium since they lost to Ole Miss. Was that two, three years ago? Yeah, Matt Corral's uh, – was that his – 
last year. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was three, three, three years yeah. ago. Three they have. I think it's up to like a fifteen game. It was some something in the teens, winning streak at home. Yeah, and I'm not gonna pick them over Georgia, but I do still feel fine coming yeah. off a loss about no, it. No, I mean my thing for Tennessee. I've, I've said nine and three all year. They're seven and two, uh, and their games remaining: Missouri, Georgia, Vandy. You can count Vandy as a win. That's their eighth win. They gotta either beat Missouri or Georgia for them to finish nine and three. Group, they might be ten and two. Shit, no, nah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> all right, last game on guess that game. You already hinted at it, but it is the twenty seventh meeting all time. Sixteen and ten record. It's typically a very close matchup between these two. Like if you go back years and years, but the last year's matchup was dominated forty one to seventeen, leaving a sour taste in the home team's mouth. Michigan. Two of the best defenses. It's Michigan, Penn State, yeah, Michigan, and Penn State. Uh, all this noise around John Harbaugh. Will we'll see or Jim Harbaugh. Excuse yeah, it's me. Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, Jim. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't think he should – I don't know enough about the case to really comment on it. I think something will happen next week, and he'll they'll win against Penn State, but everything they do from here on out will get tainted. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's it's crazy to see, but, like, I understand all the people saying every team does it, not to the extent that they're doing it. They have dudes on the sideline dressed up in other yeah. teams' gear. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what are you thinking on this game? Because I'm going to be honest, I think Michigan wins by a lot. I do Penn too. Penn State just doesn't impress me. And it hurts that Penn State. This is at 11 a.m. or 12 local time yeah. instead of a night whiteout. That if this was a whiteout, I'd be picking differently. But Michigan goes in 11 a.m. and yeah. wins. I mean, hey, I would love to see Penn State shock me, but I'm just not confident in that. But mm-hmm. that is the last of the college guess those games. All right, you got anything else? I don't. I All don't. right. Well, Cooper, your time has finally come. I'm so nervous. Uh, I gotta. I got a whole thing because I'm going to post this on my story later. But uh, I got to get a video on my phone first. And then the audience and you will uh, live react to what's about to happen. But I am I am very happy about this. Uh-oh. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, all right. Cooper. Hold on. Let me press record. Back up a little bit. Get out of frame. I still got my mic, though. You can hear me. Yeah. Cooper, do you have any idea what this is? I really don't. This is my favorite thing I think I've ever gotten you because I actually get to enjoy it with you. So we shall see what this is. <sighs> build suspense. Build suspense. He's building it. I'm nervous. I'm build sweating. Build suspense. Build suspense. going to have to change shirts after this. Build suspense. <laughs> Christmas came early for my best friend this year. It is early November. And, you know, it's been a grisly season, really, really, if we're being honest, from hell. (laughs) The uh, injury report, which is up on your screen right now, has at time looked better than the 10-man rotation. Some on this show have said it looks like the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) But, Cooper, we all know, we all know. A rebirth is coming. It's coming. A rebirth is coming. And shout out to Clutch Points, best graphic team in the game, even though they got the Grizzlies tweet wrong, wrong the other night. That's, yeah. a, that's a story for another day, but shout out to Clutch Points. <laughs> I use all their graphics. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're Beautiful. awesome. Um, anyways, it just so happens Tyrese Halliburton oh. is your favorite, oh. favorite, favorite player of all time. You've said even that you'd get down on your knees, actually. <laughs> oh my I'll, I'll, say, I'll save that for another day, but um, – Back to back to the rebirth, though. You know, we're talking about the rebirth. Um, ja comes back December nineteenth in New Orleans. His home debut, though, is December twenty first oh, against Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers. Let's go. I'm not going to be in Dallas for like the twentieth time this year. 
In fact, there's no travel plans at all because some strings have been pulled, tugged, gugged. <laughs> you and I, are, our asses are going to be in the ninth row Girl. against John Morant and Tyrese Halliburton. His home debut against your favorite player. Cannot wait for it. I can't wait. Shit is going to be I'm electric totally t- four days before Christmas. Yeah. And you and I have sat in this section multiple times. Just one over to good seat. I've sat there. And no, I, I love those. That section's nice dope. Well, I'm going to be I'm down there getting Tyrese's autographed. Very excited about it, brother. Dude. Four days before Christmas, too. Crew. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Your gift's going to have to... Have to be just as big, but no, dude, it's not. It's no, gonna be just as big. It's, it's not. Be no, big. it's, it's not. Be big. I already been thinking on it, no, dude. That's freaking dope. I didn't even know we played Tyrese at home. Oh like, no, that's his job. home debut. First time Job plays back in FedEx Forum is against. Tyrese and you know Tyrese. that's gonna be rowdy too. Yes, that's dude. gonna be a lot of people's like yeah. Christmas gifts. To, it doesn't matter how many yeah. times. And you know, four days before Christmas in the Forum, no matter who we're playing, it's gonna be it. yeah. yeah, it's gonna be packed. I mean, Tyrese and them have been playing awesome. Yes. Dude, I can't thank you enough. You know, you know, you know exactly that game's gonna be more to me oh, just yeah. because like I'll heckle every other player on that Pacers team. But I oh no, that's why I bought it early as hell because I knew if like once the schedule was coming up like a week, couple weeks before, you'd start to notice. I'm like, I don't want him to notice this shit. No, nah, dude. Job versus Tyrese. By the way, first game, another nugget. First game since, and this is what this clutch points graphic is from actually since the laser pointing. The D Mills. Since yeah, yeah D Tap has been suspended. Or D-tap, thank you. Yeah, he D-Mills. got suspended from the arena. Uh, Tyrese and uh, I can't remember the coach's name. It's a former Mavs coach. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle claimed they had ri- lasers and stuff pointed at him. Uh, I'm sure the Pacers would be tiptoeing in FedEx for him, but I can't wait for it, though. Dude, that's going to be so much She's fun. Gonna hey, last time, last time John Moran played the Pacers, you remember what happened? Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith got bodied. That was, that was one of the filthiest dunks we've seen, too. Dude, I'm so excited. I mean, I can't wait. Words can't even describe how it's, excited I am for gonna that. It's going to be fun as hell. going to be fun as hell. Cool. Anyways, all right, that's all we got. It is um, it is Thursday. We know it's early, but uh, Monday we'll be back right here, preferably on time, hopefully. <laughs> um, do you, so you and I will just talk about this. Yeah. So what what time do you work Monday? I won't go until it's like 1030. So we could probably, uh, if you wanted to do I 730, bet, we yeah. could. That way we have enough time. Or if you okay. wanted to do later than that, we could. We can do uh, 730. That'll work. All right, bet. I have to put that in my phone. It'll be eight. I'll put that. In my, I'll put that in my phone too. <laughs> and then I'll just text you Sunday night. We'll figure it out. That'll work. Cool. All right. Cool. Looking forward to it. Coop. Hope you have a great, great weekend. Be missing you this weekend at the Cribo. Cribo. Be texting you through the playing <laughs> game boy. tomorrow night. Oh yeah, we get to face the other worst team in the NBA. She. Who's one of their wins is against us. Something's <laughs> got to give, you know. Something's got to give. They said that last night in the Heat game. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I fucking. Thought. And then Santi Aldama played. Tough. That's a different – we don't have to talk about the Grizzlies. We, we just had a highlight moment of them. It is. You made me excited to remember Jaws coming back eventually. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, we're going to be 2-23 and 23 at this point. But yeah. Yeah. Like, Jaw being in the building is just going to be It's going to be a lecture. And I'll be down in South Haven before that, but <laughs> – well, we'll be able to see the same team. Yeah, basically. basically I mean, our, the team we're placing right now is literally the G League, so. Yeah, it's literally it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm going to say there'd be days like this. Mm-hmm. Pray for time like this. <laughs> Pray for time like this. All right, we'll be back here on Monday. Y'all make sure to like and subscribe.